Maybe you felt chills or goosebumps. Perhaps it's an overwhelmed feeling of something bigger than you or more complex. Whatever the feeling, God put the response in your soul as a reminder of His presence, power, and glory. It's called awe, and He wants to remind us of it every day in many ways. Join us as we discover how God has used His awe to inspire others to follow Him deeper in their lives. So hello, and this is Bruce Davis from In Awe by Bruce, and today we want to talk about abortion which couldn't be a hotter topic in America right now, especially with the Supreme Court reviewing Roe versus Wade and a first draft being leaked to the public showing an overturn of the landmark case from the 70s. Today on In Odd by Bruce, we have Tracy Robinson. She's been in the film and video industry for over a decade, primarily as a video editor. Several years ago, she heard the case against abortion and was inspired to make her first featured film, The Matter of Life which shows graciously the true facts behind abortion, and it'll be in theaters May 16th and 17th. Tracy, welcome to In Awe by Bruce. Thanks for having me, Bruce. Glad to have you here, especially at, at this time, and thank you for making the film. I, I truly enjoyed it. It was so impactful, and I like the way that you laid it out. But I wanted to find out, how did this film make you more in awe of God? Wow, there's so many ways. Even in the research of doing this film, I started off not pro-life. When I first heard the pro-life message and the case against abortion, I was in my late 20s as an evangelical Christian, and I had never heard the message before. And it never occurred to me just how real and how true the full humanity of the unborn child is in the womb uh, from mm. the moment of conception. We all start off in the same place uh, at the moment of conception. All of our DNA, everything uh, that we eventually become starts in that moment. And so when I researched, I started to look at fetal imagery and just the wonders of how a baby is formed in the womb and just how unexplainable it is. I mean, we know what happens. Science knows exactly what happens to make life form, but we don't know yet why it occurs. Scientists still don't understand what makes a baby grow in the womb. It's just one of those beautiful mysteries. So looking at a fetus uh, growing into a baby in the womb and then eventually leaving his or her mother's body, it's just one of those miracles that you can't mm. explain. And it's like looking up at the stars and the galaxy. It's just, uh, it just makes you in awe. And I think that's a lot of the reason why the enemy of our souls wants to cover this and blind people to the truth to spread misinformation and disinformation about what really abortion really is. And that was my passion with making this film. I wanted to uncover the facts for people, not beat them over the head with it, but just really unravel the truth about abortion and clarify it for them. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. You talked about some of the myths about abortion. I looked at a Time article that says, hey, one of the myths about abortion is that the Bible forbids it. Yeah, the Bible doesn't have anything really obvious to say about abortion, but the Bible is very clear about murder being wrong. Mm -hmm. And we know that it's wrong to intentionally kill an innocent human being. We all know that. Mm -hmm. And what we don't know is 
what abortion is, what abortion actually does. And when we actually look at the facts and look at the procedures and the imagery of the aftermath, we see clearly what abortion is. Abortion is intentional killing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if it's wrong to intentionally kill innocent human beings, it's wrong. Uh, abortion is wrong. There are a lot of verses that point to us in the womb before we're born and being a personality, like it says in Psalms uh, 139, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before they came to be. Mm-hmm. You make a great point, and the people in the movie make a great point about if you have human parents, then what they create is a human being off That's the right. bat. That's right. We're human from the very beginning stages of our development, and we ought to have personhood. We don't have personhood according to the law when it comes to abortion, but we ought to. And the Bible also makes it clear we need to rescue those who can't rescue themselves to speak for those who can't speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. And that would include the preborn victim, mm-hmm. uh, victim of discrimination in the United States right now, um, especially in my state, California. So, yeah, I think it's a profound issue for Christians to be involved in, to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Oh, and and also the abundant life. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Um, abortion is destruction. It destroys not only unborn persons, but the aftermath of that is so staggering. Just the devastation that it causes women and families. But Christ came that we may have life and have life abundant, eternal life. Um, this is a way we can model Christ mm-hmm. is is standing up for the unborn. So Tracy, maybe uncover some of the other things about abortion that we that a lot of people don't understand. Tell us more about the effect on the person and those around them. Well, my foray into uh, the pro-life world was really the pregnancy resource center. I was working, I was um, commissioned on and off to do uh, videos for this pregnancy center in California. And uh, it was testimonials. And I was really inspired by what they were doing to help women in their pregnancies. But a lot of the women that I met at these, working at these centers, they had had abortions in their past. And that was my first time learning about how devastating abortion is and how much people regretted it and needed to heal from it. And so the center had a healing ministry. They had a Bible study for women who could come in and just be connected to the scriptures and and reflect on God's healing. Um, I think they also had one for men as well. That was my first glimpse into, wow, okay, abortion really does hurt people. That was before I learned the science of embryology and how it literally hurts unborn humans. The more I met people, the more I realized okay, there's there's a ripple effect here. I, I would hear stories about drug addiction, alcohol abuse, suicide rates go way up after women have abortions. Many times it leads to the dissolution of a relationship between the father and the mother or the man and woman. So there's nothing good that comes out of abortion in my research and in my experience. Mm-hmm. Any other myths or information that can't be trusted out there that you've discovered? Well, definitely the, the coat hanger and the um, safety of the mother. If abortions are made illegal, women are going to resort to coat hanger abortions and it's not going to be safe for them. 
Well, there's no coat hanger. There's no back alley. People would go to neighboring states. We hope on the Supreme Court that Roe v. Wade is overturned in the coming weeks. But just because the red states are likely going to restrict abortion more doesn't mean that she can't travel out of state or go to a neighboring state with fewer restrictions. It's usually done in unauthorized illegal clinics by unauthorized illegal doctors who shouldn't Mm -hmm. be doing it. It's not somewhere in a back alley with a hanger. Um, But we want to surround her with resources. Um, Women don't get abortions because they want to have abortions. They get abortions because they feel like there's no better choice for them. And often it's because she doesn't know about the wonderful pregnancy care centers in her community. Mm -hmm. Uh, She doesn't know who to call or what hotline. Optionline.org is a 24-7 chat or call line that she can use Mm -hmm. um, to be connected to resources in her community. There's hope for her, but a lot of times you'll find uh, these women will go out of state. My state in particular, California, it's on track to becoming a, a sanctuary state for abortion. The governor really is incentivized, I believe, by the Planned Parenthood and the abortion industry and lobbyists, but they're going to be flying women out for free, putting them up for free, and giving them free abortions all on the taxpayer expense. Wow. Um, So the battle is not ending after Roe v. Wade is overturned. Mm -hmm. It's really really just heating up. And I think the common misconception is that, oh, abortion is going to be completely restricted across the country. Well, that's not the case. Yeah. What are some of the areas or places people can go to find out good, solid information about that alternate choice, about having a baby and whether it's uh, adoption or some other venue? Where would they go? Can you give people some insight? Sure. Like I said, optionline.org. She can get more options for her. She can get resources. If you just want to learn about all the different kind of aspects of pro-life ministry and and pregnancy health care and things like this, a great way to be introduced to all of this is by going to watch the movie. (laughs) May 16th and 17th is coming to theaters next Monday and Tuesday. And um, it just covers the gamut of pro-life. Not only does it give the truth about abortion, but it shows powerful personal stories and just powerful ministries doing great things. It gives people hope to see, oh, there's ways to make a difference. There are there are great things happening that, that are helping women and rescuing their sons and daughters. It's in theaters nationwide. People can go to matteroflife.org to find out more and get tickets. But mm-hmm. it's a powerful tool to introduce people, especially young adults, to this world of pro-life. I was so in the dark about all of it before I started research. I didn't know what an open adoption was. I didn't know like the concept of a birth mom versus an adoptive mom versus, you know. Uh-huh. So, um, so yeah, you get to see all of that in this documentary. What are some of the early responses that you've received from people who've seen the movie? The most common response is gratitude. People across the board are just grateful for the film. People that were on the fence about abortion before they saw it, or they just didn't think it was a big deal in the grand scheme of things, a lot like me before I started this project, they are grateful that their eyes have been opened uh, to the reality and the just the gravity of this issue. And mm. then in pro-life work already, they are grateful because they've been re-inspired 
they have this renewed vigor to keep going and do what they're doing. And also the fact that they have this tool at their disposal to share with others, to bring them on board what they're doing, to show people the truth that they so care about. That's been the reaction so far as we've been pre-screening this film. Was there something that specifically distinguishes your film from other ones that, that brought about this response? Or Well, I would say not a lot of pro-life films cover the entire story of how we got to this point. It covers a lot of just the science of embryology and the philosophy behind it, and then the history. What are the laws, and how did we get here? Um, how did we get to this point? What happened? And we also go into these powerful testimonies of people that were faced with pregnancy decisions mm-hmm. and just the redeeming stories that came out of those experiences. And then, of course, uh, we talked to a former OBGYN who um, did abortions in his career, Dr. Mm-hmm. Anthony Levitino, and his amazing, powerful conversion story of how he came to stop doing abortions altogether. And then we we highlight pregnancy resource centers and these different ministries that equip churches to do something about abortion. So it covers kind of the, the whole picture. And I think that's unique in this category of film. And it also unravels the issue. It doesn't beat people over the head or preach to the convinced. It's a very good tool for people that are sort of in the mushy middle. Mm, That's good to know. As you're making the film, was there anything that surprised you that, you know, you weren't expecting after all your study or anything that happened or not? Absolutely. So a big epiphany midway through was just the disengagement of this issue when it comes to churches. I learned a statistic. uh, One of the speakers gave me a statistic that four out of 10 women who've had abortions were attending church in the month they became pregnant. And then shortly after that, I read a statistic in Brian Fisher's book, uh, Deliver Us from Abortion, Uh, where he studied Protestant churches, and well over 50% of major Protestant denominations in America are silent on abortion, or they actually make exceptions on abortion. It's uh, no wonder that you find the four out of 10 women statistic. Nobody's really bringing this subject up in church. Um, They're afraid of offending people. It's too political. And people know that there's people in their congregation that have had abortions. And so it's a it's a snowball uh, rolling down the hill. <laughs> yeah. um, I believe that the church and Christians really need to be on the offense for people's minds and their worldviews on this issue. And that, that can prevent a lot of hurt. Some of the biggest advocates for this film are people that have had abortions or been involved uh, with abortion in their past. They see the movie and they want to spread the word. They want to get it out there, and they they become cheerleaders for it because they know that this movie can prevent the pain that they experience. That's a wonderful thing. And I, as I said in the beginning, I think you do a very gracious job of, of presenting this, and I think that's one of the messages to anybody listening if you've had an abortion, right, is right. is God loves you. <laughs> And, and can pick up from there. But why don't you why don't you put it into words for somebody that's listening that's had an abortion? Yeah, there's no sin too big that God can't heal and forgive. And we don't need to walk around with that burden and that guilt on our shoulders, uh, no matter what we've done. 
because mm. he took the weight and the guilt and the burden on his shoulders on the cross. So we don't have to anymore. We can live and walk in his freedom when we have faith in him. I've watched God transform so many hopeless situations into good, into hope for others. You know, mm-hmm. so he can turn any past mistake into a beauty and into help for others. And he can turn it into glorify himself. There's always redemption when it comes to God. There's nothing outside of his scope that he can't use for good. Mm. Thank you. That's amen. I, I appreciate that. So Tracy, ultimate takeaway. I'm in there. Mm-hmm. I'm watching it. What's your ultimate hope for somebody mm-hmm. walking out of there? Well, I hope that they leave with hope. <laughs> I hope that they feel edified, that they feel empowered, and that people see the value of all human life, uh, that they would recognize that we need to approach this subject with love. And even though you see on social media and the news all these riots and vandalism that's going on, even vandalism at the pregnancy centers, like I said, there's nobody God can't change. There's no situation God can't change. Even with that abortionist, you know, there's nobody more connected to doing abortions than an abortionist. And mm-hmm. even God can open their eyes and change their hearts and completely turn their life around. So nobody's outside the scope of of God's healing and mercy and redemption. And no baby, I really hope that everybody who watches this understands that every baby is worth saving. Every baby is deserving of life, no matter their circumstances, no matter Mm -hmm. who their mom and dad is. That's really what I want people to take away is just, we all started in the same place and we're all deserving of protection. Boy, very good. What's next for you as far as filmmaking Mm -hmm. or making a documentary, another another Mm -hmm. film of some sort? There's a lot of ideas. I'm always a filmmaker at heart. I'm a video editor by trade. This is Mm -hmm. uh, my first feature length film. And I'm just going to be praying for what's next for me, whether it's a new documentary or a new film. I just am not making any determined decisions yet. So, mm-hmm. Tracy, thank you so much for spending this time with us. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we go? Well, people can find their tickets at matteroflife.org, not .com, but matteroflife.org. And uh, I really want to encourage people Filling theaters is a great way to communicate to the world just how important this issue is and uh, bring someone, bring people that are on the fence on this issue or uh, they're kind of apprehensive and see what they think. Just just ask them, I just want to see what you think about this. And uh, it's a great way to communicate the truth that you probably already know, but to relay that to somebody else and inspire them. So it's May 16th and 17th. Uh, You can find tickets, again, at matteroflife.org. Great. God bless you, Tracy, for taking that effort. I'm so glad that God put this on your heart because, as I said, I've gotten to see a screener, and it was a wonderful movie. I thought you did it in such a gracious way. And I'll be praying, and hopefully with everybody else here, for an amazing impact on this and for people to be more vocal about all the options that are available for women out there. Thank you, Bruce. Really appreciate that. All right. You take care. Thank you. You too. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.